It's on a sugar show. Oh, yes. It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's high heel shoes. It's makeup. It's wigs. It's... It's video games, it's movies, it's, it's Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft. It's, it's about me. The podcast is about me. You should know this. You downloaded the Jonah Sugar Show. Yes. Oh, God, this voice. I, I sound like the author. Yes. Oh, I need a nap. Well, hello, darlings. This is Donna Sugars. Yes. Oh, Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Donna Sugar Show. Oh, yes. Uh, so, darlings, I am back. Um, yeah, I have not even posted the Christmas show, so by the time you hear this, I will hopefully have had the Christmas show posted. Um, I got really, really sick. Uh, so the day the day that I recorded the Christmas show, which uh, was the day after Christmas, I started not feeling well, and that night I got really sick. And I ended up realizing that I had a stomach flu. Um, and I had the flu shot this year. Um, I don't know if it was someone who was at Christmas, uh, because everyone else seems says that they felt fine. No one had any issues. But um, yeah, I was really, really sick for, for several days. Um, New Year's is actually today uh when we are when i am recording this i'm doing it uh this is early the morning of new year's um and i know that my mom really wants to go to the casino tonight who they're having new year's festivities uh, uh and like i guess they said it's a covid safe environment um as long as you're doing social distancing and wearing your mask that they they, they have things set up where you have to space out but um yeah, I'm already sick. Come on, weakened immune system, and I'm not going to go be around people. So I don't think I'm going to go anywhere. When it comes to this New Year's, I really don't have anything planned. This whole week has just been kind of me sleeping and trying to feel better. Um, I know that the boys over at the Gayish Podcast, they're doing their cock and Eve, and they're actually going to be counting down the New Year to the uh, for the UK time zone. Um doing that early and then I guess calling it a day, uh, not, not celebrating their own time zones. I don't know what the deal is, uh, but I think it's great that they're doing it. Um, I love, I, I have a lot of listeners. I say a lot. I have listeners in the United Kingdom, um, in the UK and I fucking adore you. Um, I love, I'm kind of obsessed. I have a problem. I really have a problem with it because I watch a lot of UK shows. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's me. I don't know. It's because I'm so English, uh, uh, genetically. I don't know. I just love it. Uh, so I think it's really cool that they're doing something that's in that time zone. Um, I've actually been trying to find out what is happening on pride 48 and find out who on pride 48 has been, is doing a, a new year's Eve thing. Cause usually there's always someone doing a show. Um, and if not, maybe I'll see if I can do it. I, I don't really know, but we'll find out. So, um, other than that, let's get right into it. I mean, obviously, my week has been spent in bed, and if, it, if I wasn't in bed, I've been sitting here at my desk. I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft because it's something that I can do um, even when I'm like not feeling well. And if, if I get to a point that I, I just can't like sit like this, I can go right in my bed's right here. I can just lie back down. Um, I did buy a mattress. So... <laughs> So uh, the foam mattress that I first used is what screwed up my back. And then um, after the foam mattress, I actually switched over to uh, a mattress that my mother had had. But the mattress was old. Uh, so I went and bought a new one. 
It's on my bed. It's great. I love it. Um, I've actually been able to sleep. <laughs> so uh, it's it's you'd be surprised how fast you could feel better when you can actually sleep. I still have some moments where my back tightens up, but that's just because, I mean, my back was really pissed off at me uh, when I first uh, came out here. Uh, so I know I still have some time, so it's going to have to get used to this mattress because this is what we got. And then when we go home, we can get back in our firm. I, we have, I love my bed back home, but I kind of miss it. Uh, but I, this is my bed and this is where I am for right now. So, um, let's get right into some two minutes of news and then we will continue on with our day. Okay. Let's do it. You rock. <laughs> two minutes of news. Yes. Donald Trump's campaign paid $3 million for recounts in Dane and Milwaukee counties in Wisconsin, and now the Republican-led Legislative Budget Committee is withholding the money for those recounts. The highly flawed Cyberpunk 2077 is completely removed from the PlayStation Store and full refunds offered to any PlayStation players who already bought it. It works great on the computer. I love it. It's perfect. It's amazing. Why are you not playing on a computer anyway? Sebastian Stan is set to play Tommy Lee in the Tommy Lee Pamela Anderson biopic coming out. Oh god, I hope we get to see his giant penis. Is that not subtle enough? The gays go wild. Ariana Grande is engaged to her boyfriend Dalton Gomez and the ring is ginormous, darlings. Gender-fluent actress and comedian Eddie Izzard has requested that her pronouns be she and her from now on, and we are over the moon proud of her. Father has been sentenced to two years in prison for hiring an assassin to break the fingers of his gay son simply because he loves another man. The 75-year-old retiree paid a hitman $2,500 to attack his 43-year-old son who is a surgeon and his boyfriend. What the fuck is wrong with the world? Actress Gabrielle Sidibe shares photo of her fiancé Brandon Frankel's naked proposal and she said yes and he is hot. Congratulations, darlings. That's some quality dick. Comedian John Mulaney enters rehab. The former Saturday Night Live writer, 38, is seeking treatment for a relapse in his decades-long battle with addiction. Darling, I hope you're better soon because you're so funny. Congresswoman Elon Omar says that she will not get the COVID vaccine immediately because Congress members are not more important than frontline workers. Ain't that the fucking truth. Legendary nightlife legend Michael Allig has died of an apparent overdose in his Manhattan home Christmas Day. He was only 54 years old. And finally, two California men could face life in prison after being accused of shooting up a strip club after they got booted out for not wearing masks. And this right around the corner at the Sahara Theater, a strip club that I have attended. Two minutes of news! Yes! Okay, darlings, let's do some recaps. Uh, the biggest ones here this is a donald trump thing this is something that he's done before where he's promised um payment and then withheld payment and then if they try to sue him for payment they counter sue like this is kind of nonsense that is very much republican donald trump nonsense the wisconsin counties are trying to be reimbursed they have redone the counts and of course because the counts once again went to who they were for the first time democrat joe biden now they're being withheld uh, a payment, reimbursement, and that's fucked up, okay? The money has been spent. It's time to pay the bill. Um, I, I'm not shocked that Cyberpunk has made that. It was a very drastic decision to remove it from the PlayStation Store, but from everything we've learned is that the game was so heavily 
uh, worked on for computers and that when it came to PlayStation and Xbox, it was such an afterthought. This is a real failure uh, for um for the designers, uh, uh, for the people to have not put the time into making sure that it would work on all platforms. But everyone I know who has actually been playing it on PC has had no problems with it and says it's amazing. I have gone through the character creation and I've gone through a little bit of the beginning, but there's so much happening in WoW right now uh, that I have been very uh, kind of hooked on that and I haven't wanted to leave. Sebastian Stan, I'm very happy. Uh, I think that that's going to be really interesting. Um, he's playing opposite Lily James, who's been cast as Pamela Anderson in this upcoming series that is going to be set in the mid-90s. So at the peak of the Tommy and uh, uh, Pamela age uh, of their marriage, so it should be interesting and um I, I don't know if they're going to go with the sex tape. I don't know if there's going to be any giant Sebastian Stan dick, but I, I can, a bitch can hope, honey. Um, congratulations to two different couples. I mean, you have Ariana Grande being engaged and Gabrae Sidibe. I think that's really wonderful of the two of them. Now, I want to talk about the Gabrae Sidibe just a moment here because her boyfriend's hot and she posted the photo. So he is naked in bed, on his knees, the bed is covered in red rose petals, and there are balloons that say, will you marry? And then he's got me covering his junk, and he is looking real good, okay? So um, if I ever walked in and a beautiful naked man that looks like that wanted to marry me, girl, I would have jumped in that, I would have broken that bed. I would have jumped in that bed and had my way with him. And then I, then like, where's the ring? Um, I'm very happy for them. They're such a cute couple. There's a picture of the two of them together. It's so adorable. So congratulations. I'm so jealous. I want to get married. Well, I mean, I have to go on a date first to get married. I mean, like, I don't know. Something that just, oh, I could be on, I could be on one of those terrible TV shows where they just get married after 90 days and they don't even know each other. Oh, that would be me. I'd be that fat. I I would be the one. Well, I'd be the fat, disgusting one. Oh God, um, Eddie is a darlings. We're so happy for you. Kind of living your truth with your pronouns. Um, so happy for you. I need to talk about the assassin. Okay, so a father in Italy hires an assassin, pays him twenty five hundred dollars, says, "My son is a thug. Go break his fingers," and then beat up his boyfriend. So goes over the whole plot. Um, the assassin decides to betray the father and reveal the plan to the son. The father is immediately charged with aggravated assault, stalking uh, by law enforcement. Um, I, apparently this is not the first time it's happened. Uh, the father has hired goons to beat up his son's partner back in February. And the boyfriend was rushed to the hospital requiring treatment after the attack. This is ridiculous. Okay, it's time to move on with your fucking life. Okay, you clearly cannot handle the fact that you, not only is your son happy, successful, and he's a fucking surgeon, but he also has a boyfriend and he's moving on with his life and doesn't need you. So it's really kind of fucked up that, that he does. And the fact that $2,500 is not much for an assassin, okay? And obviously, this is why he got a cheap assassin, because the assassin didn't do the job. Um, I mean, I didn't. I don't want it to have done the job, but had he paid the money for a good assassin, it would have been done correctly, I'm assuming. I don't know anything about assassins. Or do I? No, I don't. I really don't know anything about assassins. I am shocked about hearing about John Mulaney. I don't know why I don't. I look at him and I think he's so straight-laced. I bet cocaine. 
Is it wrong? Is it wrong? Like, is it wrong for me to guess? I think it's cocaine. Um, I don't know what it is, darling, but I hope whatever treatment you need help with that you get that help because he's so funny. He's so cheesy. He pinches cheeks. Um, I, I just, I know it's very sad. Uh, moving on. I am the worst. I can never say her first name right, but Congresswoman Omar, I think he's absolutely right. I'm sorry. I, I keep seeing all these Republicans getting their COVID-19 vaccines and I'm disgusted because these are the same assholes that have not wanted to support anyone, have not done any other rounds of stimulus, have not done anything to promote wearing a mask, has said that it's a hoax, have, have, spread fucking QAnon lies and they're the first ones fucking they're getting the vaccine fuck you um, I'm sorry the people that have been doing their jobs the frontline workers should be the first ones I'm sorry the people working at fast food places have put in more work than Congress over this pandemic I'm sorry they should be getting the fucking vaccines before Congress people um sorry <laughs> so fucking angry uh Michael Alec uh I mean, is infamous. If you don't know who the legendary King of the Club Kids is, um, there is an amazing book uh, written by James St. James um, called Disco Bloodbath that was turned into a movie called Party Monster with Macaulay Culkin playing Alec. Um, and this, it's really dark. Um, while on a lot of drugs, um, he murdered his drug dealer Andre Angel Melendez and served 17 years in prison um, and it turned violent and he killed him with a hammer and where it gets dark is that he left his body in the bathtub for weeks um, and he was just fried on a mix of heroin ketamine cocaine and rohypnol and it just absolutely insane um, he was released from prison, and I know even James St. James was, like, really hoping that, like, introducing him to this new world, there were so many possibilities. Obviously, the club age is kind of at its end, but there were so many opportunities that he could have done. Honestly, he was such a creative and interesting person that there was more he could have done. So, um, it was saying that he lost consciousness while doing heroin and uh, around 3 a.m. and his boyfriend called the police where he was found dead at the scene. Um, it's very sad. I mean, he had a chance to do something more with his life and he gave it up to go right back to drugs. So I, I don't understand that, but I, I he went out how he wanted to go out, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I, I just I feel bad. Like... <laughs> I don't even know him and he murdered someone and I shouldn't feel bad, but I don't know why that makes me feel bad. Um, that you just kind of throw away your second chance at life. Um, so I talked about the strip club. So when I tell the story about me going to a strip club, I don't know if I've told, I'm sure I've told the story. I'll tell the story quickly. If in case you haven't heard it, I'm telling it again. So, uh, my best friend is getting married we go to his bachelor party. We go to uh, Benihana's in Anaheim. And right next to Benihana's is the Sahara Theater, a strip club. It's four miles east of Disneyland, right in the middle of Anaheim. Delightful place filled with crushed velvet. So we go there. Um, they're all enjoying their dances. I'm just there at, for emotional support. And then obviously several women come up. Oh, would you like a dance? 
no, thank you, girl. Um, many of them, as soon as I started talking to them, realized, oh, he's a homo. And we had a gay old time. My favorite moment is a black woman comes up. Oh, do you want to dance, sweetie? I'm like, oh, girl, no, thank you. No, thank you. And she's like, oh, oh, I'm so glad I came to you first, girl. How's my hair looking? I'm like, girl, you're looking at it. Go make that money, honey. Um, so I had a good time. Um, what it's saying is that two California men um, went to the theater, uh, were asked to leave because they refused to comply with the venue's mask requirements. They returned later in a red Toyota Camry and fired 15 rounds from AK-47 semi-automatic rifles into the club. I, I, I cannot, <laughs> I, I, I can't, I, I, why does that, why is that even that type of gun even available? Like this is more, this is just insane. Four people were injured. Um, one had to under, undergo surgery uh, to remove the bullet wounds. Um, no one was killed, but it's, it's absolutely nuts. A 32 year old and a 22 year old attempted murder just because they couldn't go see some titties because they wouldn't wear a mask. Like, honestly, I don't even like titties, but if I wanted to go to a male strip club and have a dick waved in my face, I'd be wearing a mask. Okay? Like, I mean, if that if he if someone wanted to slap me in the face with a dick, I'd be doing it with a mask on. Okay? Protection. So I just, it's really fucked up. <laughs> it just seems so weird when I saw this article and then I looked at it, I'm like, Sahara Theater? I know the Sahara Theater. And then I said, oh shit, an Anaheim strip club. I know that place. I've been there. That's my only time to a strip club. That's It's a moment. So darlings, that is it. There were so many more stories. Oh my God. I'm literally going to save all these for next week because there were so fucking many of them. Oh, girls, let's move on. I do want to talk about one story that is big enough that it was not part of Two Minutes of News, so I'm going to um, get into this, but I need to play this bumper first because we got to get into some stuff. Mom, don't listen. Mom, don't listen. Mom, don't listen. I'm talking about dicks. Yeah, dicks. You've been warned. Oh, my darlings, I'm never going to not love that bumper. Um, I do want to try and make this quick. I have recorded this a few times because one time I talked about it for 20 minutes and I'm like, I don't want to talk about this for 20 minutes. I just want to briefly talk about Pornhub. Uh, so Pornhub, it started off uh, with a New York Times article accusing the company of hosting child pornography and other illegal content, including videos filmed without the consent of those that were featured in it. Um it also gave them the option of downloading videos, which was a way of people sharing child pornography. So the investigation was done. Visa and MasterCard both pulled their charging services from Pornhub, saying that you cannot take credit cards that are Visa or MasterCard um, by your processing company, um, which is a huge deal. They don't do that very often. And so obviously Pornhub had to immediately act, and they said that they were going to verify all content on their provider, on their platform. Well, instead of them trying to verify what was already uploaded, they simply purged millions of unverified videos amongst these claims. Now, some of some of the people who had their videos deleted were, were given uh, no explanation as to why their accounts were completely deleted and all their videos are gone. Um, but some of them did receive uh, uh, answers, but the answers were stupid and the answers didn't justify losing the content for. 
Um, the, the examples that I have is there's three, um, there were three profiles that I followed and I subscribed to. Um, and one of them that I actually, um, uh, fund, uh, pay, um, Patreon, um, called Hyungry. So Hyungry, um, he's at Hyungry2 on Twitter, um, makes this amazing content using Sims 4. So he uses a Sims 4 game with various add-ons to create adult content, but he does them that are very story-based. So you might have an hour-long story about two friends in school that their feelings become more than that and they become lovers. So there's really, I mean, a lot of energy goes into making it a really amazing production. Um, and he received this message from Pornhub telling him that it was because his videos were flagged by members of the Pornhub community because they contained unsolicited or unauthorized advertising, including watermarks. And, and that's against the guidelines. So how many verified porn providers like men.com who have accounts that you look at their videos and it says men.com in the bottom corner? How many people put their own uh, uh, Pornhub on the bottom corner? How many OnlyFans videos are on Pornhub that have the OnlyFans address on the bottom? That's a watermark. So um, it's a little kind of two-faced that sometimes it's done, sometimes it's another. Um, so he had all of his content taken away. But luckily, um, he found other platforms that are not tainted by Pornhub. Um, he's been able to put it up in other places. And he has his Patreon. He has his Twitter where another provider who did a lot of videos like his, um, Memories of Tyler, is completely gone. He didn't have a, a Twitter. Um, he didn't have anything else. I haven't seen his videos. I've seen other people stealing his videos and posting them to other websites. Uh, but uh, that provider, like, he's just gone. We might never get to see the amount of work that goes into the videos he's creating. I mean, these people are putting a lot of work in. Um, and these people are using a, an already established platform and then building upon it where um, the other provider, Dante Jackal, is another example. He does everything from scratch. He builds these models. He's over here programming and, and doing these this computer-generated cartoons where he features characters from popular video games um, that he loves. Uh, Dante from Devil May Cry is in a lot of them. And then you'll see a lot of characters from Resident Evil that will pop up. Um, he's great. I, I really encourage people to go to him. He's at Dante Jackal uh, on Twitter. Um, and his videos are great. I mean, obviously, some of it is just for the titillation and the sex of it. But honestly, these are people that are content providers. There was a guy who I followed who all he did was um, he enjoyed adult toys. So he enjoyed videotaping himself enjoying those toys. And he might have gotten tips from it. But that wasn't the reason he was doing it. And, the hat, and then his content's completely gone. So you see this, like these people being affected. And it's not just Pornhub. This happened on Pornhub. And I will say that a lot of gay providers were completely deleted with no real explanation. And becoming verified is, is a nightmare. This is Pornhub shooting itself in the foot in the same way that Tumblr did. When Tumblr decided to go no porn, they really fucked themselves over. Like, does anyone even use Tumblr anymore? No, nobody uses it anymore. It's a dead platform um, where Pornhub, if you've gone to Pornhub recently, it's awful because all the people who would make content and put it on there are not doing so because they don't want to delete it. 
Um, we're seeing this weird thing in social media overall. Go look at, um, uh, and this is a completely different issue, uh, if you go over to like TikTok. I love TikTok. Yes, I'm a little old for TikTok. Who gives a shit? I love it. Um, where you have providers, uh, you have uh, uh, creators on TikTok that are having their videos taken down for asinine reasons. Like they're having their videos taken down. Uh, one guy had his video taken down for, for nudity and he's like, I'm shirtless. I'm wearing shorts. Like he's completely clothed. He's he's wearing shorts. So there's nothing inappropriate being shown except for his bare chest. When did a man's bare chest become pornography? I mean, I, I it used to be that a woman's bare chest was a big deal, but I'm now a men's chest is a big deal. And I've seen some of the smut uh, on the on the heterosexual lady side of TikTok um, that doesn't get reported, but it's the gay stuff that's constantly getting reported. What you're seeing a lot on TikTok, and this is, the, I, I will stop talking about it after this, um, is you're starting to see a lot of people. So there are these hate people, these people who will put out absolute nonsense, lies about the election, lies about COVID, absolute conspiracy theory garbage, just spewing hate. And there are these kind of social media warriors that are out there to to let them know, like, you're wrong. Um, there are these people who will go out and if you're racist and you're posting racist shit online, they'll go and they'll find where you work and they'll make sure that your work is aware of that racism. Um, and these people are constantly being attacked and their videos constantly being flagged because I can go to a Tumblr right now and if I've I, this a video on Tumblr right now could have hundred thousand likes. If I could just get a few hundred of of my listeners to go and report one of those videos, even though there are hundred thousand likes on it, that video would then be flagged, removed from the page while it's investigated, and that provider would then have to defend why that video doesn't break any rules. It's a nightmare. Um, and they really need to fix that system because, like, honestly, these people, like, they're, and what's funny is they're not going after the people that are hate speeching. Like, they're, like, there are huge uh, people out there that have these huge numbers who have become these huge TikTok celebrities. I'm using celebrities in air quotes um, that will spread this vile, disgusting hatred. And their videos are not taken down. It's the people that are fighting against them that have their videos taken down. So it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I, I, <laughs> I see it and it's, it's all kind of nonsense. Um, social media has been, social media platforms, including Pornhub, have encouraged you to be involved. They've encouraged you to use their services. And if their services have not, if their services are not secure, if their services have no way of verification, if their services have no way of protecting those providers, if their services don't have accountability, if their services are not set up to be fair, then why the fuck are we still using them? Like, I, TikTok won't survive just like Vine died. TikTok won't survive if it continues with this bullshit. You are starting to see some providers that who are just doing subpar videos are like, why should I, why should I put any effort in, guys? I, I, I put in effort and my videos get reported right away even though I've, there's nothing inappropriate in the video. There's no swearing. There's no inappropriate content. There's no pornography. Everything I post gets gets reported. And so it's, it's kind of ridiculous. I'm really glad I never went into the realm of social media because I can say whatever the fuck I want here to an extent uh, and not have an extreme uh, reaction. 
if you guys don't if you guys don't like me just don't listen um but like you like i'm sure there's some type of report structure for the for podcasts but i mean i think itunes has got their shit worked out a little better than i think tiktok does so okay i've been rambling for too long i'm gonna go ahead and um Let's, let's talk a little bit about World of Warcraft. Let's finish out the Third War and let's um, move on. Move on with our lives. Enjoy the new year. 2020 is finally over. Oh, yes. So excited. She's probably playing WoW or something. <laughs> Job's done. Me not that kind of orc. Okay, darling. So let's go ahead and finish up this Third War. Um, where we last let off is Medivh had convinced the Horde and the Alliance to travel across the seas to Kalimdor uh, to help them in this ultimate battle. The Night Elf Society comes out of hiding to fight against the Orcs, and Illidan Stormrage, uh, a powerful demon hunter of the Night Elf race, in takes into himself the power of the skull of Gul'dan, transforming into a part demon and is thus banished uh, from Night Elf society. After the banishment, Medivh and Malfurion... Uh, Medivh called Malfurion and Taronda in a secret grove and asked, Come and meet me, and I want you to meet some people. And there was Thrall and Jaina and him. Um, Medivh revealed that it was he was the one who, with the Burning Legion's... Uh, 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 help created the dark portal that allowed the horde to invade Azeroth in the first place. He is returned to right his wrongs and defend Azeroth, but he knew it would take the combined forces of these three great powers to do so. To prepare for the demonic uh, attack, uh, three camps were built along the route up to the summit of Mount Hydra where Nordrasil the World Tree was. Now, here's the thing about Nordrasil, and this is why it's such a big deal for the Night Elves. Nordrasil is directly tied to the Night Elves' immortality. So the destruction of the World Tree, as much as it would cause undue damage to the world itself, could destroy the Night Elf society altogether. So they knew how busy this was. Malfurion uh, had an idea for a plan that he would use to defend the World Tree uh, itself. So he went up to the summit. Taronda stayed down to help Thrall and Jaina with whatever forces they could spare to fortify their bases. The Alliance base being at the base, then the Horde, then uh, the Night Elf uh, encampments up by the gates of the summit. Now, Archimon tore his way through the ranks of human knights, elven sentinels, and orcish warriors, smashing his way through a human castle and orcish forts. Jaina was able to teleport most of the surviving troops away, and Thrall was even able to hurt Archimon using some of his shamanic lightning, which was a huge deal. Um, with those two bases destroyed, Archimon was easily able to storm through the night elf gates, protecting the summit. He made it to the World Tree, his ultimate goal, what he has been trying to get to this entire time. And Malfurion uses the Horn of Cenarius to call upon all of the ancient spirits in the area to attack the demon. In an instant, they detonated into a massive explosion that destroyed the Defiler, Archimond, much of his demon army, but it also destroyed the World Tree. The price for defeating the demons, and ending the Third War was the Night Elves' immortality. So, kind of uh, dark, uh, kind of a dark way to end a war, 
but the war is over. The aftermath, um, which can be easily called the ascension of the Lich King, uh, uh, <laughs> as uh, Wow PD has put it. Um, we're going to get into a little bit right now as well. Okay, darling, so let's get into this. There's a lot that happened post-war that we really got to get into. These are these are the aftermath. These lead into World of Warcraft, and these set the stage for a lot of stories to come. So, right away, Illidan Stormrage has been banished. He's traveling around. Kill Jaden, a member of the Burning Legion, comes to him and says, Hey, you know what? I'm pissed about Archimon, but I need your help. The Lich King has grown too powerful to control. I need you to destroy Ner'zhul and end this undead scourge. It's completely destroying this planet. We can't control it anymore. It's going to be your problem. If you do it, we'll give you untold power and a place among the Burning Legion. Illidan agrees. He sets out to destroy the Frozen Throne. Now, the Frozen Throne is the ice crystal. That uh, uh, Inside of that ice crystal is the Lich Armor, which has Ner'zhul's soul fused into it. That Lich Armor, that Frozen Throne, controls the entirety of the Undead Scourge. He knew that he was not going to be able to destroy it on his own. He was going to need help. So he realizes, using the memories that he got from Gul'dan's skull when he absorbed it, that he could go to the tomb of Sargeras, where he could find Sargeras' tomb and he could get an artifact that would help him in his battle. But he was going to need some help to find the Broken Isles, where the tomb of Sargeras was. So he reached out to a former highborn that had become a Naga. Now, those are two terms that you have not heard yet. So, Night Elf Society existed in this Pangean continent. At the very center of the continent was the Well of Eternity, where Queen Ashara uh, reigned over all of society. Now, those elves that were closest to Queen Ashara, closest to the Well, began to be physically changed by the arcane magics, and they thought themselves above the other night elves, and they became known as high elves. Now, when the centering happened and the world was broken, some of the high elves that were with Queen Ashara were sinking to the bottom of the sea as their city fell into the waters and they were drowning. Queen Ashara made a deal with a dark entity, which you'll learn about in the future, um, who said, save us and we will serve you. And they were transformed into Naga, serpentine creatures with the torso, uh, upper torso of, of still humanoid, but they could exist and live under the waves. And they disappeared into the waves to survive. Now, this uh, cunning sea witch named Lady Vosh agreed to help Illidan in finding the Broken Isles so that he could find Sargeras' tomb and he could get the power he needed to destroy destroy the frozen throne now what he doesn't know and this is where he kind of goes off on his way is that he's being hunted by his jailer warden mave shadow song has been hunting him she kept him in jail for ten thousand years and she was determined to recapture him she's an important character to know as well so at the same time that all of this is happening the rest of the high um high elf society the high elf society um that had become the kingdom of Quel'Thalas in Eastern Kingdoms, the society that had existed and protected itself, that was destroyed when Arthas and its undead scourge swept through its lands and tainted its sun well to uh, resuscitate Kel'Thuzad. So Prince Kel'Thuz Sunstrider, 
gathered what he could of his defenses and he said, we need to find a way of us surviving. The Sunwell is tainted. We can no longer draw upon its power. And his people were beginning to go through a terrible withdrawal from the magic that it could no longer use. Kualthas, uh, Kelthas decided that he needed to search any possible way to survive. And he's renamed his people the Blood Elves in, order, in honor of the blood that was spilled in the destruction of their homeland as it is. Okay, darlings, to continue on, an alliance resistance is formed under Grand Marshal Garethos. He rallies the surviving humans of Lordaeron, and with some reinforcements from Stormwind and Kelthalos and the Kirintor and the Ironforge, the alliance resistance begins to retake Dalaran and the Alterac Mountains and pushes the Scourge back to the Plaguelands. Now, that didn't last long. After the defeat of the, uh, at the Battle of Mount Hydro, Arthas Menethil returns to his kingdom to rule over his undead subjects. He annihilates the last pockets of human resistance in his, in his region. He ousts the remaining dreadlords who were unaware that the Burning Legion had been defeated. The problem is, is that the Lich King, with whom he answers, his powers began to wane, and he demands that Arthas travel to Icecrown Citadel and defend it from this new threat from Illidan's Stormrage. With the Lich King's control over the undead faltering, a group of undead were able to break away from the Scourge, freeing themselves of the Lich King's control, and among them, who would become their leader, Sylvanas Windrunner. We all remember her from the Second War, Ranger General of, uh, the, of Silvermoon. Killed by Arthas Menethil, raised as a banshee, she now becomes the head of a new group of free undead, calling themselves the Forsaken, and they plotted with some friends who were dreadlords, pissed off at Arthas, to destroy Arthas. So, all that's happening. Moving on. Uh, Knights of the Silver Hand, this order of knights that had been created to defend against the Horde uh, 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 warlocks uh, during the Death Knights, during the Second War, um, they're having a difficult time. They're trying to retake uh, portions of the Eastern Plaguelands from the Scourge, and then their leader, High Lord uh, Alexandros Mograin, is killed. And he dies. And this creates a schism where the Knights of the Silver Hand break into two very different entities. One would be called the Scarlet Crusade. Pretty much racist zealots. They only like humans. They want all undead destroyed. They'll any means necessary. Crazy. And then the Argent Dawn. A little less extreme, but they still want the destruction of the Scourge, but they're willing to accept members of any race on Azeroth, as long as they have the same ideals. Two way different groups. Scarlet Crusade, Racist Zealots, Argent Dawn, accepting warriors. So, these two will definitely come in later <laughs> into the world. You should remember these. So, what was happening in Kalimdor? What happened with Thrall? So Thrall, the orcs, their new friends, the Tauren, and the Dark Spirit Trolls are brought together on Kalimdor to create a new horde, a new organization, uh, a new 
<laughs> friendship, really. Um, and and that group would eventually welcome the Forsaken, uh, led by Sylvanas Windrunner, into their ranks. A peace agreement is made between the Horde and the Alliance after the war, and Thrall has made it his job to ensure that nothing ever happens to break that pact. Just south of his new capital city of Ogrimmar um, is the budding kingdom of Theramore, led by Jaina Proudmore, who took what uh, what uh, soldiers went with her to Kalimdor, and they've created a new nation um, called Theramore, and there is kind of a budding peace there. Now, where you have the Horde, you have to think about the Alliance. Well, what happened to the Alliance? Without Lordaeron, the rebuilt city of Stormwind became the new base of the Alliance. They reaffirmed their relationship with the Dark Iron Dwarves. Now, uh, and with the budding kingdom of Theramore, all pledged themselves to be part of this alliance. Now, a race that you didn't hear a lot in the Third War were the Gnomes. What happened to the Gnomes? Well, the Gnomes were unable to assist at all in the Third War because they were dealing with their own issues back home. A Trog invasion. These Trogs are these underground kind of earthen creatures had attacked Nomergon um, and tried to take over the city. They kept themselves separate, but when the war was over, um, they joined with the alliance. Uh, uh, Gelbin Mechatorp, the king of Nomergon, uh, settled in Ironforge with the dwarves as refugees, as Nomergon was still under the control of the Trogs, and they joined with the, the alliance, this new alliance. But they weren't alone. The Night Elves, who had once been so aloof, so separate, having just lost their immortality, were completely lost. L- not long after that moment, Malfurion Stormrage, one of their leaders, was lost to the Emerald Dream. He was, he was put into a magically induced coma, and he was unable to wake. Taronda, the priest, would try to lead them, they were alone, they were lost, they were angry still at the orcs because their homes were being, their trees were being chopped down for the creation of this new horde. So they had no other choice. They joined this new alliance. So here is this new world with a new alliance, a new horde, trying to exist with some semblance of, of peace between the two of them, a peace that wouldn't last. And that's where we end the Third War. And that is where World of Warcraft takes off. World of Warcraft, four years have passed since the mortal races banded together to stop, uh, to stand unified against the might of the Burning Legion. Through, though Azeroth was saved, the tenuous pact between the Horde and the Alliance has all but evaporated. The drums of war thunder once again. And next time we talk we'll talk about the world of Warcraft. So, <laughs> so that was a lot. Um, <laughs> you guys know me. I could talk about this shit forever. I love it so much. The third war was major. Um, it's a really fun game. They actually just remastered the game, redoing its, its, um, redoing its, its animations. Um, it is available, uh, if you are going to pick up a game, if there's a game that you ever wanted to play, Warcraft 3 is amazing. Tons of story there, tons of things to enjoy. Um, 
you can play two. One is 8-bit. Like, one is as, as minimal graphics based on when it was created. Two is, is getting there, but it's still pretty, pretty rough. Three is a really solid game. It's really great. There's a lot of story, a lot of characters, a lot of things to enjoy. Um, that's why it took so long to get, go through the third war. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, if you guys absolutely do not enjoy this at all, um, let me know. I mean, I'm definitely going to try and cut down the amount of time I spend talking about WoW. Because there's definitely some other games that we can talk about. Um, there's definitely other things we can talk about. But right now, kind of where I am mentally right now, World of Warcraft has just been a big part of it. And I want to share it. Um, I, I want to talk about it because you guys, all you know is that it's a video game. Um, but for me, it's more than that. The story has become a major part of my life like I love this story I have fallen into the story and the story is important like <laughs> like when when sh like I'm playing the current game and stuff is happening and I'm just it, it it's so um, it's these amazing things that you're learning and you're just like oh shit because I can remember when I was young when I was alone when I was sad and when I was tired when I was suicidal when I was depressed when I was anxious World of Warcraft was there it was a warm hug it helped me through the darkest parts of my life and I still enjoy it and I hope that you'll enjoy it with me so I'm gonna leave it there uh it's been a fun week I still don't know what I'm doing tonight for New Year's I have no idea um I'm gonna go play some WoW uh for a little bit and uh maybe see what we can do I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely see how it goes. Um, I hope everyone has a wonderful new year. I really do. And I hope that everyone, I hope that 2021, um, even though we know it's going to take some time, I hope that 2021 is so much better a year than, than 2020. And I hope that we can f start to find some semblance of, of, of normal again to go back to, to where we were before. Um, will always be changed by what has happened during this last year and this pandemic. But I think that we can definitely try to move on with our lives and try and, and move past it and, and, and have a good time. Um, I, I might go back to going to clubs. I miss it. I, I want to go out dancing. I'm a terrible dancer. I'm a terrible drunk. But honestly, nothing sounds more fun to me right now than than putting on some fun clothes putting on some makeup, going to a bar, having a drink, and dancing. And I can't wait to do that again. And 2020 will do that. I will be back in a club. I will enjoy myself. I will have fun again. I will leave this room and do something once it is safe to do so. So have a happy New Year's, everybody. Kisses. Mwah. Bye. Okay, with the program, me has no one is so rich as to throw away a friend, you know how. Well, thank you so much, Chi Chi. You are exactly right, my friends and darlings. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Donna Sugar Show. You can download these episodes anywhere you can find podcasts online. And, darlings, I love to hear from you, so give me a call at 716 236 8599. Leave me a voicemail, me at donnasugars.com, or find me online at Twitter and Instagram at donnasugars and on Facebook at the Donna Sugar Show Facebook page. Or check me out online at worldofwarcraft.com. That's World of Warcraft, the game that has been a major part of my life for well over a decade with dozens of characters 
on both sides of the Horde and the Alliance. Once again, check me out on worldofwarcraft.com. Kisses, darlings. Mwah. Bye. And if you enjoyed this background music, check it out on Audio Library on YouTube. Just search Friendship by Declan DP. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.